Alright, already we'll all float on. Alright, already we'll all float on. Alright, already we'll all float on. I backed my car into a cop car the other day. Well, we'll float on, good news is on the way. I rock my bike into a rock the other day. I'm back, baby. Fired up, fired up, fired up, fired up, fired up, fired up. Let's do it. We are back. I am back. I am Chris Arneson. I am your host of a Starsborn podcast. And it is still February 22nd. Let's see what time it is. It's 9.59 p.m. in the evening, February 22nd, coming hot off a Mark Wahlberg episode earlier today. And uh, actually a bit of sad news. Um... Saw this afternoon on Twitter that uh, our old friend Brody Stevens actually passed away today. So decided to fire the mics up. Um, we were actually just talking about Brody earlier today during the Mark Wahlberg episode. He's the uh, positivity, positive energy. You got it. Yes. 818 till I die. Positivity. You got it. Brody Stevens. The comedian from uh, Los Angeles, from the Valley. Um, yeah, he passed away, like, either, like, right after we posted that Mark Wahlberg episode or while we were recording it or something, but, um, super sad super sad news so decided to fire the old mics up again and um do a special little tribute episode in honor of Brody Stevens so first let's get into this before we get into this I'm gonna do a few plugs my plugs you can follow me on twitter follow me at uh, chris the author 8 check out my blog the goat onebloggspotcom check out my website chris the and you can buy my books on amazon the first one's called Sponge Cake, a mostly made-up story about a completely insane town. And the second one is called What's in the Fridge. So check out those books on Amazon. You can get them on Kindle, too, if you have a Kindle. It's only $2.99 on Kindle, so that's a pretty cool deal. If, If you got one of those, check it out. And also... I got some homework for you as an audience. I would like you to 
share the podcast with a friend or a family member or a coworker at the water cooler, the old water cooler. They want to talk about what's going on in the five o'clock news, and you just want to tell them about your favorite new podcast, A Star is Born. Go ahead and tell them about it. Let them know what it's all about. Or tell your grandma or your grandpa, whoever, doesn't matter. All that matters is that you share the show. Share, 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 baby. Let's build this community, baby. Speaking of building the community, more homework. I want to come up with a name for y'all listeners. For the listeners and the fans of A Star is Born. Let's see. What do we call you guys? I don't know. I was trying to come up with some ideas earlier. Let's just spitball on here. Throwing, just throwing paint at the wall. Some people might say. Is that what, is that saying? Is that like something Dr. Phil says? Like throwing paint at the wall of a barn or something? You guys could be the neutrons, the dippers, the orbs. That one's hard to say. The orbs. Or the Milky Ways. That's a few of the... Just a few just off the top of the head that, that I wrote down earlier today on my trusty yellow legal pad. Some might call it a buck slip. I'm not really sure what a buck slip is or what a versus what a yellow legal pad is, but we'll talk about that. We can talk about that later. Um, I just wanted to throw that out at you. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know. What do you think? Maybe I'll throw up a Twitter poll. What do you think you guys should be called? Do you like neutrons? Were you a fan of Jimmy Neutron growing up? And you're like, I want to be called Neutrons. That brings me back to that good memory. Let me know. I don't know. I think I think we can come up with some better stuff than that. Just personally. We'll see. See what we got here. All right. Let's get into the show, man. Let's honor Brody Stevens. I'm going to hop on the the old Wikipedia Let's check out Brody Stevens' Wikipedia here. So, born May twenty second, nineteen seventy. Um, let's see. He he was born in Phoenix, but he grew up in Los Angeles. Um, his father worked as a private investigator. That's wow. But something I want to talk about was his baseball career. Very cool. He played for Arizona State. For the Sun he was a Sun Devil. So that's pretty cool. He was a that was always a big part of his of his career was his um I think he like worked at like spring training and stuff and he was just well known in the in baseball circles and comedy circles, but uh, he will definitely be missed in the in the community. And yeah, that's just too bad. Um, but we're gonna talk about what Brody Stevens did in his career, 
when he was with us, we're going to talk about his IMDb. I'm pulling it up right now. I'm crossing this off on my... There we go. So, but before we get into that, let's see what we got on some of our podcast segments. Regular segments. Maybe we can get some, like, music going. Maybe a a music intro song for podcast segments. Yeah. Podcast segments. Yeah, baby. Ooh. Okay. So, podcast segments. Um, Seattle Mariners update. We already did that. We did that earlier today. I would say not much has probably changed in past few hours. So, Calypso update. I have not read any of the David Sedaris book, Calypso. I'm still on page 198. Haven't read any of it since this afternoon. Um, We'll get to that later. Uh, Let's see. Weather update. Well, it's dark now. It snowed a little bit earlier. It looks like it's not snowing right now. But man, it is cold out there. It is like 20 degrees or something. It's just freezing, man. That snow has been on the ground for over a month. That's just, that snow is never going to go away, it seems like. Uh, this week's Simpsons episode. Let's Let's pull that one up. That's something fun here. So, I'm a huge fan of The Simpsons. I talked about that a lot, and we talked about that in the first episode. If you haven't listened to the first two episodes of A Star is Born, they were Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. So, definitely go listen to those episodes. I would, If I was you, I would stop this right now and go listen to those two episodes right now and then come back this moment i won't go anywhere i swear i'll just i'll be right here um we're gonna talk about the episode of the simpsons season three episode 17 homer at bat at the bat homer at the bat homer at the bat so this is a funny episode where mr burns recruits major leaguers for a company softball game that's funny so, um, let's see who some of the players were that he recruited. There was Roger Clemens, Mike Sosha, Don Mattingly, Steve Sachs, Ozzie Smith, Wade Boggs, Daryl Strawberry, Ken Griffey Jr., Jose Canseco, and Terry Cashman. Who's Terry Cashman? Oh, Terry Cashman was the singer-songwriter who did the the song Talking Baseball from Oakland to Nevada Talking Baseball. That was like the theme song of that episode. Um, okay. So, that's some good superstar baseball players that Mr. Burns recruited right there for for a softball team. Let's see what the plot is. This was a great Simpsons episode because it was a Homer episode. And honestly, 
The Homer episodes were some of the funniest episodes of The Simpsons, in my humble opinion. Those were just some of the... Yeah, we don't have to read it all. The plot, their Wikipedia plot's way too long there. I'm not going to read all that. But yeah, the Homer episodes of The Simpsons were so funny. I mean, season three is like a little... It's a little early on The uh, Simpsons. It's a little before the prime, like we talked about. I think that was episode one that we talked about the Simpsons Prime. I said it was, I think I believe it's, um, I think I believe, I think I believe it's season seven through 12. It's either six through 11 or seven through 12, something like that. So I don't know. Are you a Simpsons fan? Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. Let me know. Are, are you a Simpsons fan? I'm sure you probably are. Everyone's Simpsons fans. Everyone's a Simpsons fan, right? Everyone likes what I like, right? Okay. Tweets, nah, no tweets. NBA chat. I was looking at box scores earlier. Um, someone had a, who, Brad, Bradley Beal had like 46 points. Bradley Beal's a underrated player a shooting guard for the washington wizards wizards the wizards if you're not familiar um yes i'm in case you're wondering i'm wearing my we sell a starry night mountain ball cap my meshy stretchy meshy cap the stretch the old Stretchy, meshy cap. Very comfy. Um, let's see. Let's hop over before we get into the. Actually, let's do a couple. Let's do a couple entries on. We'll hop on back on IMTB over here. Here we go. Brody Stevens. His name's actually Stephen. Was it Stephen? Now I gotta go back on. Okay, here we go. We're making an audible here. Back to Brody Stevens' Wikipedia. His full name, Stephen James Brody. So his name is... Fun fact, his name's actually Stephen Brody. But his uh, stage name was Stephen Brody Stevens. Or Brody Stevens. But he was a... He worked a lot as a crowd warm-up guy. So he was like all about like positivity you got it 818 till i die you got it yes Brody stevens like that's just like Brody stevens like he just brought the he was like a like a ball of positive energy just like rolling through the rolling through the comedy showroom or as it were whatever i mean i never saw him live but it would have been cool to see him live, though. Uh, so his first credit on IMDb is Late Night with Conan O'Brien. He's in the sketch in 1999. That's a good first credit. To, that's a impressive first credit. Conan, wow. Then he's in something called R- R2PC Road to Park City plays Brody Stevens. He's in 
Knights of the Heights. It's a short from 2000. He plays Bowl. He's in a TV series from 2002 called Meet My Folks. He plays a delivery guy. Ooh, this was a good show. The best damn sports show, period. That is what I'm going to click on. 2002, he was in a sketch on that show. Let's see. Who? Oh, here we go. So it was Chris Rose, Tom Arnold, um, John Sally, um, Michael Strahan. No, Michael Strahan wasn't a regular. Those were the regulars. Okay, I I remember that show being funny. It was a f- funny show, right? I don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, 2003, Jimmy Kimmel Live. He played a pu- publicist. Okay, Jimmy Kimmel. Let's talk late night hosts. Who's your favorite? I think if I had to go top three in the late night hosts, I'd go Kimmel, Fallon, then, oh, then I guess you got to go, I guess if we're doing current hosts, you got to go Colbert probably, above Myers, I would say, but the first two are definitely like well above the the Jimmys, definitely like Jimmy Kimmel's my favorite personally. But um, it's because he's in that, like, Adam Carolla universe. And I'm a big fan of Adam Carolla. So it's like, obviously a fan of Jimmy Kimmel, the the man show. Like, I never watch much of the man show, but I always hear him talking about it. So it's like, sounds sounds like a, it was a good show. And then Joe Rogan and Doug Stanhope posted it after. So it's like one of those things that got passed on. And it it wasn't successful when Rogan and Stan Hope were the hosts, but who knows? Who knows what happened there? Speaking of late nights, he was on another late night show, The Late Late Show with Craig Kilborn. Fun fact, I think my dad said he went to college with, my dad went to college with Craig Kilborn, Montana State University. He was a bobcat. They were actually there at the same time, I believe. So, anyway, fun fact. Um, yeah. <laughs> Use that the next trivia night if you can. <laughs> Chris Arneson's dad went to college with Craig Kilborn. Fun fact. Um, <laughs> that would be a random thing. He's in a movie called I'll, I Will Believe You. I'll Believe You. It's a weird name for a movie. I'll Believe You. He plays Eldon Endicott, the hoagie guy. <laughs> the hoagie guy. That's a, that's a good way to be known. He is in a TV series called That's My Daughter, 2007. He plays... A rival gang leader slash hunky trainer. 
<laughs> All right. So let's hop off that for a second. Let's put that on pause. I want to hop over to the old inspiration corner. And I'm sure you guys may have heard of this this person. She's an author. She is what is she? um she's Japanese. She's a Japanese decluttering guru. Her name Marie Kondo. The book Spark Joy. She is the author of the number one New York Times bestselling book, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. So that's not this book. That that book's some. Um, I don't have that book here, but I have this book here. It's called Spark Joy, an illustrated masterclass on the art of organizing and tidying up. But uh, speak of number one New York Times bestselling, man, that's just so cool. Like... That's like definitely like a professional goal of mine is to be on the New York Times bestselling list. Like I don't know like how you how that happens. Like I have no idea, but how you make it to that <laughs> that place in your career is pretty cool. Like I that's just just seems like a it's a cool recognition like even like like your aunt or something or your uncle who doesn't know much about I don't know this is just a random example but if you happen to have an aunt or uncle who doesn't know much about books or something but they definitely know what a New York Times best-selling author is that's what my point was with that so she is the founder of the acclaimed Con Marie method um it's like decluttering stuff so she's all about decluttering and her deal is, she also has a Netflix show. So throw it in your Netflix queue. You know, you knew I was gonna say it. You knew I was going there. You, you, <laughs> it's it's another recurring segment. Um, play that music. Play that segment music. It's the uh, Netflix queue segment. Check that Netflix queue, baby. Um, she has a great show. It's a great, I watched one of the episodes with my mom and <laughs> it's, that's like the kind of, and then after I watched, after we watched the episode of, uh, Marie Kondo's Netflix show, we went through all my, all my old clothes. Cause I had like a million like old shirts and workout shirts and sweatshirts and pants and underwears and boxers and socks and like socks with holes in them and stuff and just boxers with holes in them and shirts with holes in them and all sorts of clothes with holes in them you know so <laughs> I had to just de declutter my whole wardrobe basically and the way that you do that according to Marie Kondo's Con Marie method of decluttering. You do a step-by-step -step folding from shirts to shirts, <laughs> shirts to socks. Easy for me to say. Holy cow! Say that five times fast. Shirts to socks. 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 Okay, I did it. <laughs> oh my goodness! 
Oh my goodness. I think I need to, I think I need to stretch my back. We need to take a second. Wherever you're listening to this right now, even if you're on the bus, even if you're in an Uber, just stretch your arms as far as you can to the sky. Count to ten. Picture that sheep leaping from half court, doing a double backflip, throwing the ball around their back several times and soaring in for the alley-oop pass from Michael Jordan. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Stretch your back, count to ten. Breathe in. Breathe in. Count to seven. And now breathe out. I just listened to an Ira Glass podcast. Well, not his podcast. He was on Jay Larson. Jay Larson's podcast called Throughline. It's the new one that he started after... Him and Ryan Sickler decided to end the crab feast. So I'm feeling that super NPR, Ira Glass, fresh air, nice and soft voice, you know, and it's like you might be going to sleep right now. And like I, I fall asleep when I'm listening to podcasts now. Like there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with falling asleep while listening to a podcast, just drifting away, counting to ten and breathing in. One, two, three, seven, twelve. Okay, I think we're all relaxed now. I think I'm going to grab my trusty old Red Robin water bottle. I used to work at Red Robin. One second. Mm-mm-mm. Very refreshing. It's exactly what I needed. Yeah, I worked at Red Robin. I was a dishwasher at the Bothell Red Robin. Um, it was actually a great place to work. I got a free burger or whatever food item I wanted every shift. So that was pretty awesome. But I never really got tired of, to be honest, I never got tired of Red Robin burgers either. Like, I thought, like, I eventually might get tired of Red Robin burgers after eating, eating like three a week or something. But that's how good they are. They have that, like, distinct smell, though, that, like, you start to get used to it once you, you know what I mean? That just all the food there just kind of just starts to smell the same. It just melds into like one just smell that you just like. <laughs> if that just hit me in the face right now, I would just instantly remember that. Well, it wasn't that long ago. It was only a few months. No, it was only a couple months ago that I worked there. So, but still though, it was like it would just hit me in the face. Just be like boom. <laughs> Red Robin's good though. Like I don't know about what I don't know about what you think about when you're thinking about a good restaurant, but as far as chain restaurants go, Red Robin's definitely one of the best. Like 
or some other good chain restaurants. Let's see, we got like the Olive Garden is pretty solid. Um, chain, chain, chain. I like pizza, so like I always just think like pizza places, like maybe like California Pizza, CPK, California Pizza Kitchen. Um, who? What am I doing right now? I need, I need to get back on track. <laughs> Enough talking about chain. Chili's is pretty good. Chili's isn't bad. Shout out Daniel Van Kirk. He loves chilies. <laughs> Just talked about him last episode earlier today. Doing the Mark Wahlberg. How you guys doing? You doing good? Hey, how you guys doing? You doing good? That's my impression of Dan Van Kirk doing an impression of Mark Wahlberg. So, alas, back to talking about the Marie Kondo book. <laughs> that I'm holding in my hands right now. So anyway, before I moved out here, out here to Pullman, I went through my whole wardrobe, my wardrobe, with my mother, and I picked up each item. This is according to her method, her Marie method. I picked up each item, held it in my hands, and I decided... I held it and I said, I'm really going to try to read my feelings right now. Really try to feel. Is this item sparking any joy in my heart right now? How much joy is this item sparking in my heart? Is it worth keeping? Is it worth the space? Or should it find a new home? Has it served me well? Has it served its purpose? I You have to make that decision and it's... It's not something that you're supposed to sit there and think about for like 20 seconds. It's like a split-second decision. It's supposed to be an instinct. You know what I'm saying? It's supposed to be the first thing you think. There's some word for that that I can't think of right now. But it's supposed to be the first thought that you get when you hold this item. Is it sparking joy? So, I did that with my whole wardrobe. And I pretty much got rid of like more than half my clothes. Which was it was definitely a victory. Because I'm looking at my shirts. I still have a lot of shirts sitting over there. Hanging up over there. And yeah, I, I mean, I still have a decent amount of clothes. But I threw away like more than half of my shirts. So that's, that's positive. And that's what I got from Marie Kondo. And it was just a fun... It was also just a fun experience. For like a, a mother-son experience, you know? <laughs> so... It was just a fun thing to do with my mom, pretty much. So, fun way to spend the afternoon before moving away. And, yeah. <laughs> so, that's that book. Let's talk about this book. This is something that I loved when I was in high school. You know how I loved Jersey Shore? You know what else I loved? When I wasn't loving Jersey Shore, I was loving The Buried Life. Have you heard of The Buried Life? It was a TV show on MTV. And it looks like the inside of this book is signed. But I just can't recall. Like, did I go to a book signing or something? I can't remember if I went to a book signing and met these guys. Or I don't think I ever met these guys. But it's four dudes from... I believe they're from Vancouver, British Columbia. They're Canadians. So, they're, you know, they're they're chill. They're cool. 
But their whole deal is, what do you want to do before you die? That's what the buried life is. The buried life, this is a quote on the inside of the book right here. Here it is. But often in the world's most crowded streets, but often in the din of the strife, there rises an unspeakable desire after the knowledgeable or after the knowledge of our buried life. Matthew Arnold, The Buried Life, 1852. We have to read this again. This doesn't make sense. But often in the world's most crowded streets, but often in the din of the strife. The din of the strife. Din of strife, not not the strife. <laughs> Why am I having trouble reading this? In the din of strife, there rises an unspeakable desire after the knowledge of our buried life. Wow, that just sounds so deep. That sounds like something that you would find like in a treasure chest in Pirates of the Caribbean that would be written. Ooh, here's another quote on the back of the book. Also from Matthew Arnold, The Buried Life, 1852. A thirst to spend our fire and and restless force in tracking out our true this is like hard to this <laughs> this handwriting is hard to read our true original course a longing to inquire into the mystery of this heart which beats so wild so deep in us to know whence our lives come and where they go. This guy's like a poet. But anyway, The Buried Life was a show where each episode they would they would cross off a different item off their bucket list. So each episode would be the whole th- time with them just like be them trying to do something incredibly like here's an example. They played basketball with Obama. In March of 2010, they somehow figured out, figured out a way to play basketball with the president of the United States. That's insane. So that's like the kind of stuff that these guys did. Like, they would, the whole episode would be just like them trying to like figure out like, how do I, what's a loophole that I can, that can use to our advantage, like, to wiggle our way into this situation. And then like, We'll shake some hands, like, we'll pretend that we're supposed to be here, we'll smile at the right people, we'll say the right things, we'll act like, we'll just act like we belong, and that's, like, the kind of, that's the kind of stuff they did, so, very inspirational, (laughs) I mean, it kind of reminds me of, what's his name, Brant Tobler, he was a guest on the Crab Feast, speaking of the Crab Feast, we just mentioned it earlier, if you have not heard of The Crab Feast, it's an amazing storytelling podcast that was hosted by Jay Lawson. Jay Lawson from Boston. Hey, what you guys doing? I'm in my car. Hey, hey I'm in my car. Hey, man, Boston just seems like a place where just people just yell at you for no reason or something. So it's hosted by Jay Lawson and Ryan Sickla from Baltimore, from Maryland, Sickler, he is a, Sickler is a, ha ha, Sickler's laugh is, ha ha ha, 
He's got the the howl, the hilarious howl of laugh. I love it. I love his laugh. That's one of my favorite things about the Crab Feast. But it's definitely one of my favorite podcasts of all time. And it just ended. I think the last episode was Christmas Day, 2018. So it just ended a couple months ago. It was very sad. But each of the guys went off. They split off and made their own podcast. Jay Lawson made Line and Ryan Sickla made The Honeydew. So check out both those. But if I was you, I would check out The Crab Feast first. Because The Crab Feast is the OG, the original. It is everything. So <laughs> with those two guys. It's not everything. It's everything in the whole world. In a world. Hey, look who's back. It's movie guy. In a world. In a world. Another thing that the Barry Left guys did, number 59 on their bucket list was ask a girl, ask out the girl of your dreams. So one of them, Duncan, he is Duncan. Here, let me tell you who the guys are. So there's there's uh, Duncan, and Duncan's the older brother of Johnny. Johnny's like the intellectual type. Duncan's kind of like, I don't know how to describe Duncan. He's kind of like quirky and kind of, I think he's like a Boy Scout or he must have been like a Cub Scout or an Eagle Scout or something. That's what he kind of, he kind of seems like very like scouty. And then there's Dave. Dave is like the wild card of the group. He's the Charlie of the group. If you if you know, um, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Talked about that in the first couple episodes. Dave's the Charlie. He's the wild card. And then there's Ben. Ben is definitely the leader of the group, and Ben's like the very sensitive. He's like the sensitive, emotional type, but also the leader. So then, like, now you can see like my. My problem, like, where does Duncan fall into that? Like, he's not the smart guy. He's not the leader or the emotional guy or the wild card guy. So it's like, which guy is he? I don't know. I, he's his own person. He's Duncan. He's the guy who asked out Taylor Swift at the CMT Awards in 2010. The CMT Music Awards. Country music. But that's pretty impressive. Excuse me. Oh my goodness. I wonder if you hear that. Excuse me. Just belched. It's disgusting. It's from those knockoff pop tarts from earlier. The pop tarts are getting me. They're coming back. But he has a Taylor Swift at the CMT Awards. So that's pretty awesome. They snuck in. Lots of sneaking stuff. But oh yes. I was speaking of sneaking in. Like I was saying. Just got me talking about the Crab Feast. I was talking about Brant Tobler. Brant Tobler is one of the best guests in the history of the Crab Feast. He's one of the <laughs> he's one of the top dogs there. So he always talks about sneaking into sports games and that kind of stuff, like sneaking in the stadiums, um, Super Bowls, big uh, concerts. But I don't know how he does it. Like. He just, I think a lot of the time he just pretends like he's supposed to be there or he pretends like he's talking on his phone or something. 
but you just need that crazy amount of confidence to do something like that. Like, I thought I would just crack under. I might have just crack under pressure or something if I was trying to pull something like that off. You know, it's like that's just crazy, man. You have to be so just in the zone and just like know where you're at and what you are doing and who you are talking to, what you look like. You have to know how to look official. It's just a very special set of skills, I would say. Let's hop over to another cool thing I have sitting right over here. It's a little number plaque. It's a little home plate. It says Martinez on top. Has number 11. And a little Alaska Airlines advertisement on the bottom. But this is, a. in case you don't know who I'm talking about, number 11, Edgar Martinez from the Seattle Mariners, uh, DH back in the day. Should be in the Hall of Fame. Don't know if he's ever going to make it into the Baseball Hall of Fame. But he definitely made it into the Mariners Hall of Fame. And that's what this little plaque thing is from. Uh, It was August of 2017. And I believe I went to two games in a row that weekend. I think I went to both the... I might not have gone to the Hall of Fame, to the Seattle Mariners Hall of Fame induction ceremony for Edgar... But I definitely went to the number retirement ceremony. So that was a pretty cool experience. But I just wanted to bring that up because I just want to talk about how cool it was to go to Mariners games growing up. And that like that was a great like father son thing that I always would do with my dad. Like every year we'd go to like at least like a few Mariners games like grab a hot dog outside the stadium in the in the alley in front of the clink from the Seahawks stadium. Now that we're older, grab a a beer at Pyramid Brewery across the street from Safeco before the game. That's just like that's like my ideal like summer night. It's just grab a beer at Pyramid before the game and just go in and just watch the Mariners just win on, like, a walk-off home run or something <laughs> against, like, the Red Sox or the Yankees or some some team with, like, a ton of fans. It's always funny when the Mariners beat the Red Sox or the Yankees at home and, and they're, like, there's more, there's more Red Sox or Yankees fans than there are Mariners fans. And it's, like... Now that's just that's just kind of embarrassing for the city of Seattle. But like I was talking about earlier today, the Mariners are just a wreck of an organization. It is just a it is just not a good time over there at Safeco. <laughs> well it's always fun going to the games, but it's not fun if you're a player, I bet. It's not fun if you're a Mariners player, that's for sure. Now, let's move on to such a fun little thing that I'm holding. It is a, it says, a unsung hero awarded to Chris Arneson in recognition of exemplary behavior and exceptional achievements. And it's from the Daily Evergreen. So I just wanted to talk about that because I mean, it sounds like I'm bragging. <laughs> I'm not, I swear to you, I swear I'm not bragging, I swear. But I just 
want to say that's just something I'm proud of. I think I think you should talk about what you're proud of. And I think that's a cool award to win, too. I think Unsung Heroes, because it means that I'm not a person who brags. That's basically what they're saying. <laughs> they're They're basically saying... You're a quiet guy. You just do your work. You don't, you're not hot dogging it. You're not showboating. You're not looking for, you're not looking for a lot of press, but you just, you just put your nose down and get, and you just go to, get to the grind. You know what I mean? And that's just, I, I was pretty proud. I was pretty happy to win that award. I mean, that's pretty cool, I thought. So, yeah. Let's just, Move on from that. <laughs> I don't know how to segue out of that. Um, another cool question before we get back to Brody's IMDb filmography. I want to talk about, it's kind of a random question. What kind of dog would you get if you could just get any dog? Like if like your house or apartment or yard was an issue and like walking it was an issue and just just if you could have any dog in the world what kind of dog would you get it's kind of fun it's like a fun bar question it's a fun question if you're ever like waiting for a rental car or something waiting for the bus or who knows whatever but it'll definitely get a conversation started i mean that's for sure um what kind of dog would i get i definitely i like huskies I used to have Athena, that Athena, good old Athena, that was the name of my black lab, who sadly passed away, she died um, in August, but she lived a good life, she was 15, so she lived a good long life, uh, Athena was a good girl, she was a black lab mixed with a Keyshawn. I still remember when we went up to, as a whole family, I believe, it's back when we had a minivan, we drove to Burlington from Bothell. It was probably probably an hour and a half, Not no, not an hour and a half, probably like an hour north of Bothell, up I-5, um, the, the freeway, I-5, Interstate 5. <laughs> In case you're wondering. Um, yeah. But I still remember we, we went to Petco. When we picked her up in a Petco parking lot. I found her. I was the one who found her on PetFinder.com. Don't know if that's still a website. If you want to sponsor the show. If you're listening. You want to sponsor the show. Hit me up on Twitter. Or my website. Or my Facebook. Or some social media. Just, just contact me. Petfinder, <laughs> you can sponsor a Stars Born podcast if you'd like. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be a fun little fun little sponsorship deal. But yeah, I mean, getting a Athena's. I loved having a dog. Like I loved like being. She always was ready to go for a walk and play like with the chucket. You know the chucket where you put the tennis ball on it and then you throw it across like a big grass field. I mean, she never played much fetch. She was never a great fetch. I mean, she was she was better when she was younger, but as she got older, she got a little lazier. She would, after like one or two throws, she would start like walking to the ball and not really going all the way, you know. So, <laughs> but she was always a great walker. 
my mom would always walk her in the morning and she would always my mom always go to coffee and walk Athena get pick up some coffee at like Starbucks or maybe at the barista at a, at a coffee stand um yeah and just walk Athena <laughs> go park by the veterinary's office the vet but good good Athena good old Athena <laughs> Man, and now we have the cat. We have Kitty, who I got when, uh, remember I was talking about living in that Truman Show duplex at Western with uh, three of my buddies? Well, me and my three buddies, we were pretty crazy. We were pretty crazy back then, so we went ahead and adopted a tiny little kitten and pretty much made it our well we made it our own we made our we named it kitty and she lived with us we we got her in like must have been november we lived there till june so we had her a good long time but then once june rolled around we didn't know what to do with kitty so kitty just ended up at my house basically in bothell she ended somehow I think we had her for like a couple weeks or something and then she ended up just staying forever. She's still there right now. And yeah, Kitty's great though. She's Kitty. She's a part Manx cat. Manx. So it's like she has like a stub tail. Like she doesn't have like a real tail basically. So and she actually like acts more like a dog than cat sometimes. Like she'll like come to the door when you ring the doorbell and she'll greet you and she'll play fetch and she does all sorts of weird stuff she's a super weird little cat and her name's kitty 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 nathina mm, excuse me all right so now that we did all that i think we should do a made-up movie with brody stevens and I think I'm going to make Brody Stevens. He's going to be. Bum, bum, bum. Drum roll, please. A comedian. A comedian with superpowers. That is who Brody Stevens is going to play in this movie. That's a, In this made-up movie, he's going to be a comedian who finds out that he has superpowers when he's on stage. <laughs> he's on stage and he wishes that he was invisible because he's he's bombing so bad that he's just like super embarrassed and he's just like in the moment in his head, he's just like, oh, I wish I was invisible. And then all of a sudden he just becomes invisible. And that's how he finds out that he has superpowers. So Brody Stevens stars in the magic what do i call this the magician comedian the comedian oh man this is probably this is good pod listen to me trying to come up with a title for <laughs> for this movie let's just go with the magician comic i like that just the ma- magic comedian something like, something basic like that like well that's a working title you know, it's a working title. It's okay. I like it. I like what I got so far, though. Um, he'll probably end up... 
saving some club owner. Like, he'll probably end up helping some comedy club owner save their save their club from shutting down. <laughs> that'll be that'll be the the crux of the movie, the crux of the plot. Uh let's hop back into now that we got through all that we got through all that good stuff. Let's get back to his filmography. So where we left off I believe we were on this one. I think we were That's My Daughter TV series. Yes, we said Rival Gang Leader and Hunky Trainer. We said that. Then in a TV series, he plays well the the name of the TV series is called Stupid Face. That's a that's just a blunt title right there. Stupid Face. He's in the Tim and Eric Night Live, Uncle Vance. In a movie called Blind Ambition, he plays the male announcer. That sounds like a... I'm going to click on Blind Ambition. Let's see what this is all about. Um, blind teen Sapna aspires to run a marathon as a tribute to her deceased mother. She's a fun-loving teenager who wants to enjoy her life to the fullest without limiting herself because of... And then it just says, see full summary. And I'm not going to click it because I'm too lazy right now. But it sounds good, though. Sounds like a... Sounds like a fun Brody Stevens movie. That's what we're all about today. Or tonight, I should say. We're all about honoring Brody Stevens. You got it. Yes. You got it. 818 till I die. Yes. Brody Stevens. Man, I just can't believe it's just weird timing. Like we were just talking about him. I was I was just talking about him earlier today. And then I just pull up Twitter and it's just like Brody Stevens dead. And it's like what? It's like cannot believe that. It was just mind blowing. So sad though. He's in a TV series, Comedy Gumbo. Hank Kern, he plays. He's in a TV series called Gay Town. He plays Mayor Stevens. He's in a short called Kicking Sand in Your Face. He plays 7-Eleven Guy. And here's where we get to the sweet stuff, baby. Here's where we get to the the good stuff. The real the real meat on the bone here. Yeah, um, you may know this movie. I'm sure you do, actually. You probably remember this movie from episode one. I told a story. Did I tell that? Yeah, I did tell that story about The Hangover. That's right, because it was in conjunction with Land of the Lost, the Will Ferrell movie, Land, Land of the Lost. But um, as you remember, I went to... With my friend, my best friend from growing up, Stephen Ungerecht. I went to year one, then The Hangover, then Land of the Lost. We snuck into the last two movies. Bought a ticket for the first movie, snuck into the last two. Saw three movies for the price of one. Pretty conniving for a couple 16-year-olds or something, wherever we were. Yes, um, that, was pretty, that was pretty fun stuff. 
So I still remember that day. <laughs> it's good stuff because it's because of the Hangover. That's what the movie is, and that's um. He plays Officer Foltz. Uh, it's it must have been the movie. Was it when they were getting tased? Was that the part of the movie that he was in? I think it was that part where Zach Galifianakis got tased and Ed Helms got tased. They all got tased, didn't they? God, that's the Hangover. Is such a classic comedy movie. That's like if you want to show an alien, what's a comedy like a modern comedy movie? What does that look like? I might have to show him The Hangover, honestly, because that's just how it's just how you do it. <laughs> if you haven't seen The Hangover, then then get on that, get on it, go watch that movie. Stop the podcast right. I'm giving you permission giving you permission to stop the podcast right now and watch The Hangover. Then come back and listen to the rest of this episode about about Brody Stevens' film career. After The Hangover, he is in a TV series called All Stars. He plays Brody. He's in a TV series short called Ikea Heights. He plays Priest. He's in Ed Hardy Boys, The Case of the Missing Sick Belt Buckle. Holy cow. Affliction D-Bag. <laughs> Affliction D-Bag. Is Affliction a band or something? I don't know. Funny or Die presents. He plays an announcer. In the TV series Cubed, he plays a police officer. In the movie Due Date... He plays a limo driver. Now that is another great movie. Have you seen Due Date? Robert Downey Jr. and Zach Galifianakis. Brody Stevens is in another movie with Zach Galifianakis. This one's a road trip movie. And it makes me think. What are some of my favorite road trip movies? Hmm. Hmm. We talked about this last episode, I believe. Sex Drive, an underrated road trip movie. Don't think I've seen it for a long time, but I remember it being pretty funny. Of course, there's all the uh, vacation movies, obviously. The first vacation movie being the, the big road trip movie. I'm a pretty big fan of vacation. It's it's funny. It's good stuff. I mean, Chevy Chase is geez, Chevy Chase is funny for sure. But um, I don't know. I don't know. Let me know what you think. Are you a big fan of vacation? What's your favorite vacation movie? A lot of people, a lot of people like the Christmas one the best. I mean, me personally, I probably like the first one the best. But then this. Christmas one's a close second for sure. Other road trip movies, there's of course Road Trip and none more that I can really think of off the top of my head right now. So I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to Google. I'm not going to Google anything. I'm just going to keep hopping on this train, keep moving on, not swim too far from the boat. We're staying close to the boat right now, probably about 15 feet from it. It's sitting over there in the bay, and we're just going to keep this train moving. And after due date, he is on TV series Mad, 
So like Mad TV. No, not Mad TV. Just oh, it's like Mad Magazine. I always knew Mad Magazine just from The Simpsons. Like, is that I never even knew if that was a real thing. I always just thought it might be like a made-up magazine that was just from the Simpsons universe, just from the Springfield universe for some reason. But I think it is a real thing. It's just it's just a real thing that I've never looked into. So he plays Cop, Gossip Girl, Baby, and Teddy in Mad. Then he's in The Hangover Part 2, which is... Is that the one that where they go to... Do they go to Thailand? Is that the third? I think the second one's the one where they go to Thailand. It's it's okay. It's not amazing. Um, it's definitely not not even half as good as the first one. You know how the first one's always the original's always the best one by far, but it's definitely true for the Hangover series. That's for darn sure. That's for darn tootin' sure. Um. And I'm going to take one second. You're not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to go anywhere. Give me one little boop. And I'm back. Did you have a good break? What'd you do during your break? Open up some old mail? Maybe clean out your TiVo? Delete some old episodes of Hoarders? Oh, that was a... (laughs) There's a there's a dad dad joke alert. Dad joke alert. Um I, ho- I hope you had a good break. Maybe make a hot pocket or something. Throw something in the microwave. But we are back. We are back. And after the hangover part 2, Brody Stevens is in Children's Hospital, he plays Father. Now, Children's Hospital is a hilarious TV show. It's, you guessed it, add it to your Netflix queue. It's time for the Netflix queue segment. Cue that music, baby. Cue that Netflix queue segment music. (laughs) Cue that Netflix queue music. Cue that queue music, baby. That's what I'm saying. Because... Children's Hospital. It's definitely a show that you should add to your Netflix queue. It stars a bunch of your favorite comedians. You don't even know they're your favorite comedians, but they definitely are. Uh, Rob Corddry from Hot Tub Time Machine. Rob Hubel from a bunch of things. Uh, as Lake Bell from In a World. Lake Bell's the star of In a World. In a world. I think I'm getting pretty good at that. Wait, let me give a good here's here's a good uh here's a good take, right? In a world. Here we go. <laughs> let me let me give you a good a good clean take for my movie guy in project. In a world. Okay. I'm definitely getting better at that. At that movie guy impression. Okay, but anyway, Lake Bell is, she's the star of that movie. So she's also in Children's Hospital. It's just a funny show. So Henry Winkler's in it. Remember, you know, Fonzie, Ayy. It's your, it's Fonzie, Ayy. 
I, I never watched <laughs> I never watched that show so it was like what happy days like I don't know what it that's a little before my time I don't know what that's all about I just know that doesn't Fonzie like elbow TVs or something like was he like use his elbows a lot or something in that show that's all I know about happy days all I know about Fonzie and happy days but back to back to the show. Definitely watch Children's Hospital, though. I, th- I think it is on Netflix. I think you can add it to your Netflix queue. So go ahead and do that. After Children's Hospital in 2011, Brody Stevens is in Tosh.0. He plays a sportscaster. Oh, man, that brings that may, reminds me of a fun story that includes Dale Tosh. This was... I believe it was right after I graduated from high school, me and a few of my friends decided to drive up to Bellingham about about an hour and a half from Bothell. It was like, I remember being at another friend's graduation party, and then later in that day, we drove up to Bellingham. That's the kind of crazy stuff we're doing. We were, I mean, we weren't, we were just hanging out at the graduation party. It was like a family party. So we were just like playing bocce ball or something or badminton or foosball or ping pong, probably, probably outdoor ping pong. But then later that day, we drove up to Bellingham and went to a Daniel Tosh comedy show at the Mount Baker Theater. And that was like an amazing experience. That was just so cool. It's like one of the things that definitely got me really, really wrapped up in the whole comedy craze. Like right in like 2011, right when I was getting out of high school, because I was always a fan of the podcasts and the comedy and listening to the stand up, like watching the stand up on Netflix and listening to the podcasts. And I would always listen to podcasts when I walked to Athena. And yeah, but like definitely going to that Daniel Tosh show in 2011, I remember him like bringing his little doggy. <laughs> he brought his little doggies on the stage and <laughs> it was just, oh my gosh. If you know Daniel Tosh's comedy, he's this very inappropriate, very raunchy, very, you would not want to go to that show with your grandmother. She would probably not even make it out of that show alive. Um, poor grandmother, poor grandma. Um, but yeah, that was just a fun, it was a fun drive and it was a fun show to go to. And it just really made me get into the whole comedy thing. And ever since then I've been hooked, man. I've been absolutely hooked on standup comedy, listening to podcasts, um, listening to comedy podcasts, um, following comedians on Twitter and seeing what going to their shows like i've gone to we saw nate bargazzi in portland saw the sklar brothers in portland saw dale van kirk in portland went to dale van kirk with my dad like i talked about that one was in seattle that was a cool little venue in seattle called central cinema that was a very very neat little venue like um who else did we see Doug we saw Doug Benson's podcast, Doug Loves Movies in Portland. Seen Jerry Seinfeld was the first comedy show I ever went to. 
That was in Las Vegas. Fabulous Las Vegas. Uh, what what happened in Vegas did not stay in Vegas because I'm talking about it right now, and it's that was a, I mean that was like what year was that must have been 2009. So I was probably 15. It was 2009, like when, like January 2009. So I was a young buck. Um, definitely had listened to the podcast though and was into the comedy thing. But Jerry Seinfeld is just kind of a different kind of comedian. He's more of like a. You think of him as more of an actor, more of a TV guy, more of a sitcom guy. Like, not really a... Even though he did... I mean, he got famous, like, from being a comedian, apparently, but... Just for people like me, though, like... I just, personally, at least, I identify him with the TV show, Seinfeld, obviously. But he was so funny live, too. Seinfeld was hilarious live. Like, I just remember him having this bit about, like dropping his ice cream cone on the ground <laughs> and just like he was like acting it out and being like oh no like imagine like seinfeld like acting out dropping an ice cream cone on the ground that's that's just the funniest i don't know I, like he he has a way to make it funny i guess like it doesn't sound like that would be a funny thing like in itself in and of itself dropping an ice cream cone on the ground it might not be that funny it might be that person might get super angry but that would be funny though if they got angry though that's the weird part about it but you know who opened for jerry seinfeld who opened for him was um our good old friend tom papa who's showed up on the joe rogan podcast a few times but tom papa he was very funny as well. Tom Papa's uh underrated comedian. I would say not many people know him, but he's definitely been around for a long time. Don't know how long he's been around. Probably since, if I had to venture a guess, I would say probably since the 80s. But I could easily Google it, but I'm not going to do it. Because we're going to get back to talking about... That's a fun little venture down comedy lane. Comedy lane, yeah. I liked it. I I love I love going to live comedy shows. That's honestly one of my favorite things to do along with going to live sporting events. Go and going to concerts. I love going to live comedy shows. I would definitely recommend if you've never done it, uh find a find a comedian come who's coming to your town. I'm sure there's a million comedians. There's so many good ones nowadays that it's it's pretty easy to find a good one coming to your town or a town near you. So, and tickets are usually not too expensive like I think the Daniel Van Kirk tickets were probably only like $12 or something like that. So, tickets aren't I mean, if you're going to Jerry Seinfeld, it's going to be a lot or even even Daniel Tosh is probably like $30 or something, but it's not going to break your bank. But there's definitely like a bunch of good comedians coming to a town near you. I could, let me write off some names, people I want to see. Who are some comedians who I want to see live? I want to see Bill Burr. That'd be very cool to see. I want to see 
Bert. I want to see Bert Kreischer live. That would be amazing to go to a, a Bert Kreischer show and just take some like tequila shots or something. Like that's what you gotta do if you're if you're going to a Bert Kreischer show. You're definitely gonna be partying at a Bert Kreischer show. I mean, he's gonna be taking his shirt off, and <laughs> that's what he does. He's if you didn't know, he's um. I've talked about him in pre- previous episodes. Uh, the number one party animal in the country in 1997. He went to college for like eight years or something, but he takes his shirt off whenever he does a stand. Whenever he does a stand-up show, he just takes his shirt off. So it's like his kind of his shtick, if you will. But he he was always on like travel t- the travel channel. Easy. For- Easy for me to say. It's, that's a that's a mouth travel channel, travel channel, travel channel, travel channel. We'll all float on, all right, already. We'll all float on, all right, man. But yeah, Bert was on some travel channel shows. He would he would do crazy stuff like bungee jumping and skydiving and all sorts of daredevil stuff that you wouldn't really want to do but he would do it on tv and i don't know if i would ever want to do that kind of stuff like especially those people who fly in the in those squirrel suits you know those oh my god have you ever seen those youtube videos of the people who fly in the squirrel suits i would not recommend watching those if if you get upset stomach easily do not watch those youtube videos of the people in the squirrel suits it will make you hurl oh my goodness let's see what other stand-up comics do i want to see live i want to see tom segura pete holmes uh oh Tiffany Haddish would be very fun to see live. Uh, she's gotten very famous in the past few years. You know her from Girl Trip. Wait, is it Girls? Tr- Girls Trip. Girls Trip. I went to that movie with my mom. <laughs> but <laughs> that's that's a funny movie. That's a good movie to go to in theaters. It's hilarious. Probably came out, was that last year that came out? I think it was last year, 2018. She, that's her breakout role. That's when Tiffany Hash became famous. It's in Girls Trip. It's hilarious. I want to see, did I say Joe Rogan? Um, so many stand, where's some female stand up? I want to see Amy Poehler? Nah, not too bad. Uh, Amy Poehler, she doesn't do stand up. Well, I was thinking Amy Schumer. Not Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler does... She does improv. Sketch. Not stand-up, right? Her and Tina Fey, they do the whole sketch thing. The whole improv thing. They don't do stand-up, right? Amy Schumer's pretty funny. Sarah Silverman. Sarah Silverman would be hilarious to see live. She'd be very funny. Very funny. To see, very funny to see live, but <laughs> I don't know what that voice, <laughs> very funny, uh, TBS, very funny, FX, fearless, let's get back to the show, let's get back to action, baby, okay, don't you love that Moss Mouse song, though, 
We'll all float on, all right, already we'll all float on. <laughs> oh, man, what, I was, get that song stuck in your head by the end of this podcast, I'm telling you. Moss Mouse is actually from Issaquah, Issaquah, Washington. Pretty close to my hometown. Only about 45 minutes from Bothell. But they were a good alternative rock band from back in the day. Not too long ago. I don't know if... I don't know if Moss Mouse still makes music. I don't know. They should if they don't. It's kind of random, but... You know one of my favorite bands growing up? I loved this band. This was probably my favorite band at one point in my life. Death Cab for Cutie. From, you guessed it, Bellingham. That seems to be the theme of this episode. Bellingham seems to be one of the overarching themes of this episode. (laughs) If you had to choose one. I've been talking a lot of Bellingham. I might as well just keep talking Bellingham. Because that's where Death Cab is from. And Death Cab for Cutie, one of their members, is from my high school. He went to Bothell High School. Chris Walla. I don't know what year he graduated, but at least over a decade before me. Um, But yeah, Chris Walla went to my high school. It's pretty cool. And Death Cab for Cutie is a... I don't know how to describe them. They're kind of like... They're like waiting room rock that's if i had to describe them I, i'd say they're like they're the kind of rock music that you you hear in you hear in like an elevator maybe like a at at most like a brewery or like a tap room or like a beer festival so that's like the most intense place that you would hear them but i mean they're a great there's nothing wrong with it. i love death cat for cutie saw them live Saw him at Key Arena with my dad. It was a great show. It was a very fun show. Oh, man. I'm going to have to save that for a future episode. I'm going to have to go through all my, the concerts I've been to. Just talk about some of the favorite concerts I've been to. Some of the f- some of my best times in my life have been at at concerts and live comedy shows and sporting events like Baseball games, basketball games, football games. Not really soccer games as much. I'm not a big soccer fan, if we're going to be completely honest here. (laughs) Remember, that's the theme of the podcast is to be honest. And if I'm going to be honest, I'm going to be taking a sip of water. One second. Mm. Very refreshing. I have to take a huge dramatic sip for some reason. I don't know why. I don't. I don't know who I'm trying to impress here. <laughs> take a big dramatic swig of water. Oh, that taste is so good. I'm gonna have to one second here. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's the thrills of podcasting by yourself is when you have to give yourself a second to take a sip of water. It's like. Stop yelling at me, okay? If there's two seconds of dead air, you're not gonna, you're not, you're not gonna fall off a cliff. If there's three seconds of dead air, you know what I'm saying? Just calm down, okay? Calm the heck down, okay? <laughs> I just get all mad at you. Oh, 
Hey oh, one day say oh, one day only at the Bon Marche. Hey, I don't know why that just jumped in my head for some reason, but now those can be in your head too. So there you go. <laughs> I just I gotta stop doing that. Oh man, what were we talking about? Let's get back to the show. We might as well. After that whole Bon Marche fiasco, I can try to get over that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that Bon Marche fiasco. So after Tosh.0, we have Thunderbrain, a TV movie from 2011. Then he's in something called Almost Messed. Messed. M-E-S-T. Never heard that word. He plays a pasture. It's a video short from 2012. In case you were wondering. He's in First Look, Ultimate Teaser Trailer, Video Short, 2012. First Look. Is First Look the name of... I think First Look's the name of the TV program that they show at AMC theaters before the previews even start. You know how if you ever get to the movies like really early and the previews haven't even started yet and there's like they're showing like that, that weird TV show with like all the behind the scenes stuff with all the directors and stuff and Maria Menounos is hosting it. I think that's called First Look and I, I've always been... I've always found myself fascinated by First Look. Like, I love... I could honestly watch a whole movie's worth. I could watch two hours worth of First Look. Just First Look. <laughs> I want to go to... I wonder if you could buy a, a movie ticket and just, just to sit in a theater. And instead of watching a movie, you just watch First Look. I would love that. I mean, <laughs> that's the kind of stuff that entertains me, personally. Like, I like watching... I don't know. Do you like watching trailers? Tweet me. Maybe I'll throw up a Twitter poll. That'd be kind of fun. Are you a fan, personally, of watching trailers at, when you go to a movie? Do you like watching the previews? Um, I I would say it's like 80, 80, 20. 80, 20. I like them. I do enjoy them. But I do like watching the movie itself more than the previews. I definitely like watching First Look more than the previews as well. I don't know what it is about First Look. Like Maria Menounos is definitely a very good host, and it's just fun. Like they do like the like the they'll do like the word jumbles, like they do like popcorn like in a word jumble, and you have to try to figure out like is this what is this word right here? Or they'll play like. They'll throw a word search up there, or like maybe like a crossword or something, something to do with words. But, um, or like, oh, or when they do like a picture from old movie and, excuse me, ask you a quiz question about it. That's always really fun. I just love the idea of first look, just occasionally just springing a pop quiz on you, on the audience. It's, it's always fun, you know. That's what I like about first look is, they just never seize. They're just always looking to have looking to have a good time. So after after that, uh, another TV series, 2012 here. It's called Couchers. He plays Steve. 
So it's about like people who sleep on couches, probably. Sounds fun. The Ben Show with Ben Hoffman. And after that, he's in Coffee Shop Squatters. He plays Baxter for six episodes. That sounds like a cool show. I'm gonna click. I'm gonna go ahead and click on this show. Let's pull up the IMDb page for Coffee Shop Squatters. That's kind of cool. So it's two writers, their manager, and the coffee shop owner trying not to kill them. Holy cow! I did not expect that. I did not expect that. <laughs> oh. What? Oh my gosh, what a pitch. What a pitch. And it looks like it doesn't have anyone I've I haven't heard of any of those people. Okay, so Tiny Commando, a TV miniseries from 2013. He plays a henchman for 3 episodes. Uh, Tom Green Live. Tom Green's a pretty funny podcast guest. I, th- I just heard him on an episode of Pete Holmes's podcast. I think he might have been on Sklar Brothers. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure Tom Green was on on one of the Sklar Brothers podcasts. They got Dumb People Town and View from the Cheap Seats. If you'll remember. I've talked about them a lot. Sklar Brothers are two of my favorite comedians. I mean, I guess like one entity if you think about it, but they're like a unit. They're one, but those guys are funny. Those are ever since Cheap Seats. Remember I told you about Cheap Seats? I think that was the first episode I told you about. That was yesterday. All the way back in yesterday. <laughs> All the way back yesterday. Oh my gosh. So after Tom Green, he's in Kroll Show. Uh, Nick Kroll's show. He plays Lactic Acid and Steven Dykstra. Nick Kroll's a funny comedian. I don't, does he do stand-up? I, don't, I think Nick Kroll does stand-up, doesn't he? I don't know. He's kind of in that John Mulaney. He's like a John Mulaney buddy. I'm not a... I'm not as big a fan of John Mulaney as everyone else is. Like he's like one of the most popular comedians, but he's funny. Sure, he's funny, but it's kind of like watching like a some like college kid do comedy or something. He's like that's how young he looks. <laughs> it's weird. Just like I don't, I want to watch some like some like student tell me what to think. That's what <laughs> that's all I can think when I'm watching John Mulaney do comedy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think? Oh, after Kroll Show, he's in something called Comedy Bang Bang. Remember Comedy Bang Bang? I was just talking about that yesterday in episode one of A Star is Born, the Will Ferrell episode. I was just talking about Comedy Bang Bang. It's, um, he plays a referee and referency, referency, but, uh, that must be some joke, referency, Spelled like referee, but with reference. But yeah, Comedy Bang Bang. It was a podcast and also a TV show on IFC. But it came from the podcast Comedy Death Ray. 
Comedy Death Ray was one of the first comedy podcasts I listened to. I remember... Oh, here's a funny story. Okay, here's a funny story. So, <laughs> I'm building it up too much. It must have been... So, it was 2010, junior year of high school for me. I was working at QFC, the local grocery store. This was my first job. I was a beggar. Beggar. Yeah, a bag boy. Um, <laughs> man, first job working at QFC. Just Canyon Park QFC. And it was March, March of 2010. So track season had just started. So I must have been pretty stressed out trying to do school and track and work at QFC, work on my first job all at the same time. That must have been a stressful time for a 16-year-old Chris. (laughs) But anyway, I was supposed to go to work one day. And this brings us back to our good old friend Athena, who we were talking about earlier. I took Athena for a walk, and I threw on the old Comedy Death Ray podcast on my headphones, and I just kept walking, man. I just kept walking. I think I walked all the way to Woodenville. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I ended up on the Burke Gilman Trail. And just straight up just walked all the way to Woodenville. So if you're from the Bothell area, you know that that's like a few miles. Like I walked like I walked like more than a few miles there. And I'm pretty sure I may have ended up calling my somehow because, yeah, I must have had a cell phone and I must have called my mom or dad and had them come pick me up. And and then explain, like, I was supposed to go to work, but then I just decided to just walk all the way to Woodenville with Athena. And she was probably so tired because Athena was, oh, my gosh, that's just probably too far for her to walk. And But I just, I specifically remember walking, because I, I was, I was on the, not the main Burke Gilman Trail, but the Burke Gilman Trail over, this is... <laughs> This is a podcast that you don't have to be from. You could be from anywhere listening to this podcast. But I guess this is only really interesting if you're from Bothell. Bothell, Washington. Home of Chris Walla from Death Cab for Cutie. But anyway. <laughs> Tie it all together, baby. Full circle, baby. So I was on the... Not the main Burt Gilman Trail, but the branch of it right by the YMCA. Kind of. Kind of by UW Bothell by UW Bothell and the YMCA and I specifically remember walking with Athena and listening to Comedy Death Ray probably like Doug Benson or Jimmy Pardo or like Paul F. Tompkins or some other hilarious person on um, Comedy Death Ray and they're that's a show they just do characters and stuff and Oh, oh my goodness. And I just, that's a distinct memory I have. Like, I don't know how your memories work, but I, I kind of remember, like, I don't have a photogenic memory, but I can remember specific images from throughout my life. And that is one specific image that I can really just, it stands out in my head. So, I mean, I'm sure that your your memory probably works the same way like you probably can just picture just or maybe it's like for you maybe it's like a smell or a feel or 
a taste or something um like the taste of your grandma's lasagna <laughs> it just brings you back to visiting visiting her cottage and and playing frisbee in the meadow and oh man i don't know man something that really shaped my childhood not not my childhood but it just shaped who i am as a person it's kind of random but it was this book this is just off the top of my head right now it was called ruby holler and i just remember the cover of the book is a picture of like a cottage in the woods and it's just for some reason i always had that that ideal like i've always kind of wanted to live in like a cottage in the woods for some reason it just sounds so cool to me like to live like with the animals live like just they're all like roaming through the forest but i'm just in my little in my little cottage i have like a little like like a little wood stove and a little fireplace that I, I go out and chop wood and then I bring it inside and I probably wouldn't even have a TV, but I'd, I could still listen to my podcast. So when I'm chopping wood, you know, I'd be listening to kill Tony when I'm chopping wood, you know, <laughs> listen to the people, the amateur comedians bomb. Oh my gosh. That's just a dream of mine though. Honest. If we're, we're doing Bert, Bert does this little thing. On his show, Bert Kreischer, we're talking about him again. Um, his Netflix special that just came out is called Secret Time. So he does this little thing on his podcast where he tells secrets. He, he calls it Secret Time. And if we're going to do Secret Time, my Secret Time is I want to be on Kill Tony. I want to go put my name in the hat. I want to go to Los Angeles and go there every week and put my name in the hat every week and then go perform in front of in front of Kill Tony and his guests and judges and the bands. The bands. Just one band. But that's something I really want to do. So I'm just putting it out there. I mean, I'm the only person who can make it happen. And I know Kill Tony, they travel, so it's like they could come here. But I mean, I want to go. I want to do Kill Tony in Los Angeles for some reason. For, that just seems... Seems really cool to me. Just being a fan of the show and then imagine just being on the show. Then I could listen to the episode and it it'd be so weird listening to myself perform on Kill Tony. I can't even imagine that. But I mean, holy cow. It takes it takes guts so to to go up and perform. I've never done stand up comedy. It's always been something I've always wanted to do though. And it's still I mean, I'm only I'm 25. I I got time. I got. I, I mean, I can, I can always perform stand up comedy. I mean, not as much in Pullman. Pullman doesn't really have as much of a stand up comedy scene. As much of a burgeoning stand up comedy scene, you know. I mean, but that's no excuse though. Like, there's there's always places I could always perform somewhere, like in Seattle, or I could always move to Los Angeles, or that's always been a dream of mine. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I tried doing it in 2015 and it worked out for like a couple weeks, but, and then I don't know, my, my living arrangement kind of fell through and I kind of just got flustered and came back home. But, uh, that's, that's where, that's where the 2015 California road trip episodes come from. If you are interested in those, you can find those on this feed on this, a stars born podcast feed. You can find the, 
California road trip episodes, which are something I recorded on my drive home from Los Angeles after finding out that... (laughs) So what happened there was um, I was moving into an apartment in Los Angeles. It was being subleased to me. And everything seemed swell for like 10 days. And then all of a sudden, I was... So I was working out in the workout room in the apartment and I tried coming back to the apartment and I put my key in the front door and my key doesn't fit. My key wasn't working. I was like, what's going on here? I could not figure out what was happening. And then I think what happened, I think if I remember correctly, my door just like swung open and there was like a person there and they were just cleaning out my apartment. And I was like, what is going on? And they were just like, <laughs> they're like, do you live here? And I was like, I th- yes, I think I live here. And they're like, no, you don't live here. No one lives here. This is not even an apartment for rent. This is, what it was? What, what do you call it? It's like a design apartment. It's like, I can't think of the word for it. It's like a model. It's one that they would show to people who are looking, who are interested in renting the apartment. It's a model apartment that they show to people who are interested in renting. That's what it was. They're like, you're not supposed to be here. You have to get out right now or we're going to call the police. So I was like, what? What's going on? So I just, they gave me a shopping cart and I just pack up all my belongings into the shopping cart and then Oh, I was like so ashamed. I was so like embarrassed. And I was like, what is, I could not believe that this was what was happening at this moment. (laughs) Cause I thought everything, I was just working out in the workout room in the apartment. And I was, I still remember what I was listening to. I was, I was listening to dining with Doug and Karen, Doug Benson's, uh, his podcast about food, his food podcast. So, yeah, I, it's, that's so funny. It's funny how it's funny how podcasts and like that kind of stuff that like stamps my memory. It helps me remember things for some reason. That, I guess that's just how it works for me. But yeah, man, I was just wheeling all my stuff in a shopping cart into the parking garage, over to my Honda Accord, and I still remember. I remember putting all the stuff in the backseat of my car and in my trunk and then slamming my trunk shut. And I think I, I think I just threw my keys into, into the shopping cart. Then I was just like, I'm so done with this. Like I cannot believe what is happening right now. Oh my gosh. So that like flabbergasted me for a while, but that's when I was, you know what I went down for in the first place is I was actually doing an internship with, speaking of Doug Benson, Getting Doug with High, the same company that makes the the video podcast Getting Doug with High. Uh, the company is called Jash. So I actually was doing an internship with Jash, an unpaid internship. I moved down there for an, un, it was, oh, it was a cool a cool little gig though i mean but i was just so so flabbergasted but i guess i should tell you getting doug with high is a show where doug benson and a, a guest or two 
the episode that I was there, it was Todd Glass. I gotta say, Todd Glass, he's a comedian. If you don't know Todd Glass, then you should Google him. You should look him up. Look up his stand-up. He's hilarious. But he's, Todd Glass is a really cool dude in person. Like, he was just telling us stories and stuff and just joking around with us. And he was just having a really fun time, I remember. Just, I remember him saying, like, because one of the other interns was from Florida. And he was like, my uncle used to clean clocks in Florida. <laughs> and he was just laughing. He was laughing away and just, like, laughing at his own jokes. Like, I love... I actually like it when comedians laugh at their own jokes. It means they're having fun doing what they're doing. And how is the audience going to have fun if the comedian's not having fun? That's what I think. So Todd Glass was a really cool person. He was just joking right. He would talk to us for a few minutes. That was pretty cool. And then Michael McDonald was one of the other guests. Uh, you, You will know him from Spy and... He's probably in Ghostbusters. He's probably in the new Ghostbusters. He's probably in The Heat. He's in like a lot of those Melissa McCarthy movies. Uh, he, oh, he's from Mad TV. Uh, you know Mad TV um, with Bobby Lee. He's like the first person I think of from Mad TV. Oh my gosh. Speaking of funny comedians, Bobby Lee is. He's definitely someone I want to see live. Bobby Lee's hilarious. Hint, Bobby Lee on Burt Kreischer's cooking show, Something Burning. Holy cow, that's funny. Excuse me, one second. Mm, Excuse me. I'm burping up burritos right now. Holy cow. (laughs) You did not need to know. I'm burping up burritos over here. Over here in Pullman. Holding it down over here in Pullman. Next to Washington State University. Oh, what was that? I'm losing myself over here. All right, I'm still talking about that Getting Dope with High episode. So, Michael McDonald, you know from, he's the super tall guy from Mad TV. And then the third guest on the episode was Kimberly Congdon. And you know why that name is fun and interesting? It's because I didn't know this at the time because I wasn't a fan of the show at the time. But now I am. Kimberly Congdon, she was a regular on Kill Tony. So a fun little thing on Kill Tony that they do is each week, especially when they're in Los Angeles at their home base at the comedy store, each week they'll do a, uh, they'll let a regular, um, a regular, that's all I can say about it. It's, I just describe it by saying what I just, I just repeating what I just said, a regular. They let the same person perform a minute, a different minute each week. So that's pretty impressive. Malcolm Hatchett was the most recent one, and now it's William Montgomery, who's a pretty funny dude from Tennessee. Malcolm Hatchett was a pretty funny dude from North Carolina, but Kimberly Congdon was apparently a regular on Kill Tony back in the day, so that's pretty cool. I did not know that at the time, but if I did, I probably would have said something, maybe. But she was pretty, like, pretty shy, I remember. That's all, I don't, I don't really remember much. Her and Michael McDonald, I just remember him. At the, at the, all I remember about Michael McDonald is at the end, right when he left, he was just, like, made, like, a grand gesture to, like, the whole crew. And he was just, like, at the same, like, collectively to the whole crew, he was like, 
thank you everyone and he did like a very like huge like hollywood like wave you know like a super like show businessy kind of like grand gesture i mean he was playing nice he's probably a nice guy I'm I'm not talking I'm not talking smack about <laughs> I'm sure Michael McDonald's a very nice person but that that was just so cool working as an intern at Jash and working that episode of Getting Dug with High and being in the room when they filmed that and it's so cool it's just Doug Benson and a few guests just on the internet just you probably guess it they're smoking they're smoking the marijuana on on the internet in front of cameras and it was pretty pretty cool working as an intern for that show it was a pretty amazing experience i guess uh, and i got to have a little conversation with daniel kellison and that name might sound familiar because daniel kellison worked with adam carolla and jimmy kimmel on the man show so that's how that happened. Daniel Kellison, he was Danny Two Sheets. He's been a guest on the Adam Carolla show a bunch. And he's just a good, he's in that Adam Carolla universe once again. Uh, he's a very nice person. Um, Daniel Kellison, shout out. <laughs> if you're listening to this right now, hook me up with another internship. <laughs> oh man, I would definitely. Not you can't like hindsight's twenty twenty. You can't like change anything from the past. But if I was given that opportunity again, I would take it. I would go do it. I would go do the internship with Josh again, just because even if it was unpaid, because that's such a cool opportunity. I should be paying them for that opportunity to get my foot in the door and work at that kind of a business with those kinds of people who have great experience in the business and they know what they're doing and they, they've they made shows before and like doug benson has been on tv and stuff and oh my gosh i was but that was just one of the coolest experiences of my life because i don't know about you but I, that's the kind of stuff i live for man like i'm i'm a big fan of the of the pop culture and i mean i like sports and stuff but excuse me I think now is a good time for us to do a little break. You're not even going to notice I'm gone. One second. And we're back. How was your break? What'd you do? Did you sort through some old magazines? Or maybe throw away some old clothes? See if they spark joy for you? See if you have any holes in any of your old socks? Do some laundry. I hope you had a good break. What was I just saying? We were talking about my experience in Southern California in September of 2015. I was 22 years old, fresh off of graduation. I just graduated from Washington State University, the university that's right across the street from me right now. In May of 2015, with a degree in social sciences, in case you were wondering, in case you want to know a little more about me, your host, Chris Arneson of A Star is Born, in case you're just tuning in, if you just turned the old podcast radio dial 
over to a star is born well thanks for coming on over i hope you get some nice slippers find a nice little comfy spot on the rug in front of the fire curl up with a cup of nice warm cup of eggnog maybe what do you put in eggnog do you put vodka in eggnog or gin or not whiskey right i don't I've never really done the alcoholic eggnog mix, so I'm not really too sure what you put in it, but I hope you put the right alcohol mix in there. Maybe get some s'mores, some s'mores on the on the old fire. Curl up there. You got a TV in the corner, and then you just throw on some old some old movie. Maybe what do you like? What do you like? Maybe a Brody Stevens movie. Huh. The Hangover? Due date? I don't know. Are we doing a breathing exercise again? (laughs) I think we are. Oh, goodness. I'm stretching my back right now. And I want you to do the same. Let's count to ten as a team. Oh, breathe in. One, two, three. 17, 18, 19, 27, boom. Oh, man, I feel great. That back stretch is, that's how it gets you, that's how it gets you going. You, you make you feel like a million bucks, you know. Anyway, let's get back to talking about my venture down to Southern California. What inspired me to go there? Well, it was before I became a writer, so it wasn't really the writing thing. Well, I just want to be around the show business, kind of pop culture, kind of that that aura, that atmosphere. It's just very, I guess it's just intoxicating to me almost. It's, it's very intriguing, and it's still something that it, it plagues me. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it does. It's... It's always in the back of my mind, like, I'm up here in Pullman, but I want to be down there, and, and it's something that's totally possible. I can, I can move to L.A., I can move to California, but it's just so intimidating, like, you got to find a place to live, and you got to pay, the rent's going to be so expensive, and it's not even going to be a legit apartment, it might be Airbnb for a while, I don't know, who knows, man. You can find a million reasons why not to do something, but the only thing that matters is if you do it in the end, and I think it's something I want to do, and I just have a feeling that it's something I'm probably going to do within the next couple years for sure. I feel like I'm still a young person, and I still have time to to not like mess around, but to like I have time to make decisions and... I don't have to decide my whole future at the age of 25, I think. I don't know. Some people get some people are already married and have kids by by my age right now. But before, like there's people younger than me who have three kids. That's insane. Oh my gosh, I'm knocking knocking I don't have any kids, man. Knock on wood. <laughs> no. I don't have any kids. It's, it feels pretty freeing, honestly. I feel like I'm an eagle, and I just spread my wings, <laughs> learn to fly, but yeah, man, 
something I always wanted to do, moved to Los Angeles. And now, now that I'm into this writing thing, into this podcasting thing as well, tell your friends, hey, tell your friends, tell your family members, share it with a coworker. A Star is Born is here. The podcast, baby, is back. Boom. It's back like it never left. And it never was. I'm not going anywhere. I'm just I'm just so hyped right now on the podcast. <laughs> I'm just telling you to tell, tell a friend, man. But I'm not going to hound you anymore about it. But I'm into this writing thing. I'm into this podcasting thing. I'm just into all the entertaining. I want to do stand-up comedy. It's something I've always wanted to do. And I'm not scared to to do it for the first time in Los Angeles either. Like there's some people who who definitely want to do it in a small location and do it a bunch of times and get comfortable doing it. But for me, I I'm just I think I'm confident enough in myself and my abilities. Not my abilities, just myself, who I am as a person that I think I could leap into the I could be a small fish in a big pond. <laughs> the old cliche, you know. I could I could leap in and and like learn how to do something like on the fly. Like I think I I'm capable of doing that for some reason. And not that there's nothing wrong with Pullman, but there's just not a lot of opportunities to even do stand-up comedy in Pullman. Like I remember I saw a kid do it at a talent show in the student union building in the Cub. And I was like, that's so cool. I didn't have the balls to sign up myself and go do it. But <laughs> but I saw this kid do stand-up comedy. He probably did like maybe like two minutes, which is like a long time to do for your first time. If it was his first time doing it. Do two minutes your first time? That's a long set for your first set. And he did stand-up comedy in front of like probably 50 to 75 people in the student union building. And it was so cool. Probably more than, probably like more like 100 people. And I was, I was like, that's something I want to do. And that's, that's more inspiration. That's just seeing someone do it in a setting at like as familiar as the place like a place I hang out like the student union building uh in Wazoo it's like wow that's awesome man you're probably wondering why were you hanging out at the student union union building excuse me <laughs> why were you hanging out at the student union building and let me tell you that but first one second man one second dude mm mm <laughs> mm very refreshing. Why were you hanging out at the student union building, Chris? Because I went back to school. I graduated May of 2015 with a social sciences degree. And then in August of 2016, I went back to school to get a sport management degree. And I also, that's when I wrote for the Daily Evergreen. Remember I talked about that earlier with the old... That's when I won the old uh, Unsung Hero Award that I'm so proud of. Very proud of that award. But I had a very good time coming back to school. 
and getting my support management degree and writing for a daily evergreen. Uh, especially the writing for the newspaper part. That was such a good, that was a awesome learning experience for me. Like, excuse me. <laughs> I'm try I clicked my phone there for a second and it was black and not coming up. I was like, what's going on here? Is my phone not working? But we're, we're good. We're good. But yeah, we're working for the daily evergreen and writing for that newspaper was such a cool experience because I got to do a lot of awesome interviews that you can listen to a lot of them. Actually, if you're interested, they're actually in the podcast feed of a star is born. It's um, the episodes titled interviews. And yeah, you can you can check out those episodes. Um, They're they're really cool. Just it's me like interviewing all sorts of different people. Like, I talked to people from Moscow Brewing Company. (laughs) I sound like I just drank some of their product, but I did, I swear, yeah. Moscow Brewing Company uh, over there in Moscow, Idaho. I talked to a couple of their founders and owners. I talked to a guy from the former president of the WSU Horticulture club very cool so uh a dude who's super into plants and stuff uh i talked to a person who was an expert on sexual fetishes that was interesting (laughs) that was eye-opening um yeah i just talked to also i talked to a discus and shot putter for the wsu track team just all sorts of cool people I talked to a mountain biker, the president of the Moscow Area Mountain Biking Association, Mamba, Moscow Area Mountain Biking Association. Yep, that's right. That was, I did some cool interviews over there in Moscow. Um, that was a dude who worked as a professor at the University of Idaho. It's just so cool that it's a very cool setup that the University of Idaho is only eight miles away. If you didn't know, I'm over here in Pullman at the University of Washington State University. And just eight miles down the road, in this road that I can see from my apartment, if you go eight miles down it, you're at the University of Idaho, the the Vandals. So that's like, that's pretty cool. And... There, that's another university. They're like, what, like maybe like twelve or thirteen thousand people over there. Like Wazoo's probably like twenty five thousand people over here in Pullman. But it's just cool having all that education, like all that smart energy, just in this Palouse area. <laughs> it's very, very neat. Um, yeah, I had a good time working for there. For the daily evergreen over there, but I think we should. I think we've talked a lot. Um, I talked about. I th- I think I want to talk a little more about why do I want to move to Southern California. So, I want to be a writer for a TV show. I want to write my own TV show about my own life. That would be awesome. That's just. 
a dream come true if that ever happened if i ever was able to make a tv show about my own life that would be so cool but i would love to just be a writer be like a staff writer on it on like a sitcom that's like a dream come true to be a staff writer oh my gosh i mean i don't know how you even how do you even get that job like you probably have to submit like a bunch of what's it what's it called um you have to write on spec on spec specul speculatively um a bunch of spec scripts that's what they're called spec scripts like when you write like an episode of like your favorite tv show like if i wrote like a episode of modern family you have to do a, i think you have to do a lot of those but i wonder if they would i wonder if they would accept just like original writing because i have like I have more like the original writing, but not like I've never done a spec script. Like it's always kind of intimidated me if you're if you're gonna be completely honest here, which is what we do over here at uh, a Stars Born. The first rule of a Stars Born is actually be honest, and the other first rule is there are no rules. Um, but the the other first rules, you gotta be honest over here at the Stars Born. And if we're being honest, um, I just talked myself in a circle and now I'm completely bamboozled. But yeah, I want to be a TV sitcom writer. That would be so cool. And yeah, oh yeah, what, what I was saying is I think I should be able to. Oh, yes, yes, yes. That's what I was saying is I was intimidated by um <laughs> see i found it i mean i was intimidated by writing a spec script it's just why is that such a it seems like such a scary thing but why does it seem like a scary thing it maybe it's because it's like not my own writing like i can't control it as much because it's not it's not like my own words or something but is that something you have to do if you're going to become a writer for a tv show do you have to do you have to write spec scripts or can you just write books because i just have books and that's like well i want to i just want to keep writing books but i want to be a tv writer too i guess i could come around and i, I that is something that i would do want to do is come around and figure out the whole spec script thing and see if that's something see if that's something that you have to do or if it's something that you should do or but yeah, I want to be a. I want to move to L.A. I don't know what part of L.A. you live in. Not really sure. I've heard about like Toluca Lake. That sounds cool. Probably expensive. North Hollywood is that something? NoHo. I don't know. Whom the Valley? <laughs> what's the, what's that? The Valley. Um. Yeah, it's just like that would just it's just something I, I wanna do and I can't be a you can't be a TV writer and live in Pullman. You have to go live in Los Angeles. That's like the place you live or maybe New York City, but New York City's like even more like crazy place to live. Like I would not ever even consider that's like more expensive and just crazier in general than Los Angeles. Holy cow. But I definitely want to go to New York City, though, and 
go experience like the whole thing just like go to brooklyn like eat the pizza and go to drive drive long island go to go out to the hamptons and see what that's all about you know go to the beach and all that but i don't think i'd ever unless i had a bunch of money i don't think i would live in new york city or at least like a good amount of money i would not like right now i would not want to go live in new york city it's like it wouldn't make sense really for me like or or just not with what i want to do because with what i want to do hey how you doing how you doing now what what i want to do is i want to be in the industry the tv industry i want to be writing for tv and you do that in los angeles man so that's what you do that's what you do. Well, I'll float on alright already. Well, I'll float on. That's what you do. You go to Los Angeles and <laughs> you become a TV. That's what that's I mean, I don't know where else I would live. And it's a lovely it seems like a cool place. Like I like the weather. I could get used to the the idea of it always being sunny that sounds pretty awesome to be honest like after being here in pullman with there being snow all over the place for the past month it's been absolutely insane here with the weather it's like not something that you want to get used to really like like so much more extreme than back home in bothell back home on the west side but uh there's just something about Southern California that's always attracted me and always been intriguing and enchanting and exciting and thrilling and I just want to go there for some reason. I mean, it made I guess I wanted to go there bad enough that it actually did straight up drive there in 2015 and took everything and I thought I was moving there. But I mean, it's something that I want to do again for sure. But what else do I want to do down there? I want to make movies. I want to make... Oh, man. I would say I want to make documentaries. But it sounds like so much work to be a documentary filmmaker. That's just so much work, it sounds like. But honestly, we talked a little bit... I think this was last episode. Wasn't this earlier today? Gosh, it's been such a long day that I came... I think it was earlier today that we were saying... I want to make Sponge Cake the movie. I want my first book, Sponge Cake, a mostly made-up story about a completely insane town, to be a movie. It wouldn't have the full title for the for the movie, though. It would just be Sponge Cake. I like the title, Sponge Cake the Movie. That's a good title. Sponge Cake the Movie. In a world. In a world. I think I'm getting better. Wait, give me one more shot. In a world. I think I'm getting a little better at that. We'll see in a few episodes how good I can get at that. (laughs) I think, (laughs) oh my goodness, I think I'm getting better at doing that. But yes, okay. I want to make movies. And I want to make movies from my books. I want Sponge Cake to be a movie Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your agent, tell your manager, tell 
Anyone you know who lives in Hollywood, Sponge Cake the movie is coming to a theater near you in the near future. Sometime soon, Sponge Cake the movie is going to be a thing. I'm telling you, it's got to happen. It's got to happen. I'm going to make it happen. I don't know. I'm I'm going to move to... I don't know when this is going to happen. I'm I'm throwing it down right now. February 22nd, 2019. I'm throwing it down right now. I'm throwing down the gauntlet. Within 18 months, I will be living in Los Angeles, California. 18 within 18 months from now. So that's by August 22nd. 2020, August 22nd, 2020, by that date, I will be living in Los Angeles. I'm throwing down the gauntlet right now. Write that down. Tell your friends. Tell your mail carrier. Tell your crossing guard. Hey, next time you see your crossing guard, tell them about your favorite new podcast, A Star is Born. With your host, Chris Arneson. A dude who's not scared to move to Los Angeles. He just thinks about it too much. He just overthinks it. It's the kind of thing where some people are just so crazy. They just live their life by on the edge of their pants. Or wherever that saying is. On the edge of the seat. On the seat of their pants. They just live their life a mile a minute, like a quarter mile a second, like Vin Diesel, Fast and Furious. Like, they just straight up will pick up everything they own and move to Los Angeles without even thinking about it. I'm over here in Pullman overthinking everything. You gotta... That's one of the things. You can't... <laughs> if I could go back and talk to my to myself from 10 years ago, maybe... Maybe give them a little advice. You know one thing I might say? Or maybe even... Maybe I'm talking to my past self right now. Who knows? Okay, anyway. I'm talking to my future self right now. That's for dang sure. Anyway. If I could tell my past self one thing, I'd say... Don't overthink everything. You don't have to overthink everything. You You can think your way out of situations. Like... If you think too hard, then all you're ever going to do is just keep thinking. Like, you got to just do... Sometimes you got to just do stuff. Like, sure, you're like, yeah, think before you do stuff. But, like, that was that was one of my issues growing up. I would always have trouble making decisions. Like, coming to a decision for some reason. Like, it's just... I got... I don't know, like... How do you learn, how do you teach yourself to be more decisive? I think that's that's something I always struggle with. It's, I don't know, maybe I'm asking you. Tweet me, let me know. How do you, is it like a skill? Like, is it something that you learn? Like, I was just talking about it with with the California thing. How I would be so indecisive, like, like I would want to move there, but be so indecisive. About whether to pick up myself and move there, <laughs> make make that final drive into the sunset. It seems so dramatic, but oh my gosh, it's just, 
it's exciting for me just to even think about it though just the idea of because my dream has always just been to work in show business just like be a part of it and if i could be a part of it just like in any way just being like a writer for like a sitcom or like a movie maker an author i a comedian like i want to i want to do that like i want to i want to go do kill tony go i there's nothing holding me back from i want to try stand up comedy i want i just got to come up with something to say man what am i going to say up there i got you try too hard you're not going to be as funny you got you got to learn the i guess you got to put in your time though that's the main thing like from listening like I don't know anything about comedy because I've never done it, but I've listened to a ton of comedy podcasts, so I think I know a little something about comedy. If I know one thing about it, is you're not going to be funny right away. Well, you might be funny the first time you do it. Maybe you'll maybe you'll be funny the first couple sets, but it takes years for people like. It takes like a decade for you to like find your voice at least like at least that long. So it's like something that takes patience for sure. But it also takes a lot of cojones to do that for the first time. The first time is definitely the scariest part about it. That's for danger. <laughs> I mean, just like doing comedy for oh my god, it seems just like out. It's not. I don't necessarily have stage fright or like public speaking fright even like I'm not scared of public speaking maybe it's because like I idolize and like lionize like stand-up comedy itself like the art of stand-up comedy I think I just put it on too much of a pedestal or something like that's why it's like an intimidating so intimidating it's like the it's like the california thing you put los angeles on a pedestal (laughs) because it seems like a magic place with magic palm trees sprouting out and like people riding skateboards through like whole foods and like there's like long borders everywhere and then like there's rollerbladers and then like uh, it's always sunny and there's sand everywhere and the Beach Boys is always playing in the background, and hey, you got to put sunscreen on. You you got to remember to put sunscreen on when you go out. It's like what? <laughs> but oh my gosh, I want to go there. It's like there's nothing holding me back though. I mean, it's just the only thing holding you back is yourself and like your thoughts. Like just like I was saying earlier, like you you can you can think yourself out of these situations. Like sometimes you gotta just make a big decision and. Just like really go for something in your life, I think. That's like a big, like, I can't imagine like asking someone to marry, to marry me. Like, you have to just like, almost be like out of your body and be like, I'm just going to, I'm going to do this. Just like, it's crazy. It's a crazy thought to me. Like, because like, you have to like say to yourself, like, today is not going to be like, a normal day it's gonna be like a different today's gonna be different it's gonna be something i remember for the rest of my life you have to make that decision almost it's not it's not something that like you fall into like doesn't accidentally happen you don't no one accidentally moves to 
California and then becomes a successful writer and a successful movie maker and TV show writer. But it's something that you decide, like you decide, like this is going to happen. Like, just like, just like you decide, like I'm going to get married. Like you don't accidentally get married, right? Like you have to decide you're going to ask someone at least. I I don't know, man. It's just, I think we have, I think we have more control than we realize over like these kinds of situations like in our lives. Um <laughs> now I'm saying I'm sounding all like Dr. Phil like, like <laughs> I've been I've been reading too much Oprah I think. Um oh my gosh. But all I'm saying is I think we have more free will than we realize. And I might just leave it at that. Um, now you know how I feel about all that. I think we should. I think we should get back to Brody Stevens. We have ventured far, far, far away from the boat. I could barely see the boat right now, but I'm making my way back. I'm wearing a pair of flippers, and I'm holding one of those foam half board things. I don't know where those things called. Not like not a swimming noodle, but like one of those foam half board things that you swim with, like you hold onto it and you kick with your flippers. And I'm making my way back to the boat. I can almost, I can see it now. I can, I can make out. I can see the cooler. I can see my Yeti cooler sitting there, stocked full of Coronas and bottled water. <laughs> you got it. Yes, Brody Stevens. I Gosh, I still cannot believe, I can't believe how much has happened today. Earlier today, I was talking about Brody Stevens. He was alive. Then I checked my Twitter, and it's so sad. It's it's very sad. Brody Stevens passed away. I cannot believe it. But that's like, that's just an example, I guess, of how fast life can change. Like, in like the blink of an eye, like, Everything can change. Like that's I guess that's what I guess that's what the model of that story is, really. That's because everything changed for everything changed for Brody Stevens, so and I'm sure everything changed for like some of his like loved ones and like friends and family. But um just so it's a very sad situation. But yeah, I mean, I think the only way to get past, like, a situation like this is, like, through, like, comedy, though. Like, people talk about this, like, the only way to deal with tragedy is, is, like, to laugh and, like, make make comedy, I think, to, to make jokes. And I think that's the healthiest way to, I honestly, like, I really, like, from the bottom of my heart, like, a lot of you, like, people might think I'm, like... <laughs> You might think I'm like joking about this. Like, I think from the bottom of my heart, the way to get over like a tragedy or like grief, just any kind of grief, just with comedy, that's how you get over that kind of stuff. Or at least that's how I get over that kind of stuff. If I'm trying to get through something, I just end up listening to more comedy because I love just being able to just laugh at. Just laugh at like the stupidest stuff. It's just so funny to me. 
Like it's it's just so funny to me to be able to laugh at like dumb little things and just not worry about like the real like problems like the real problems in life like I love that's my that's probably my favorite thing about like stand up comedy and like comedy podcasts is just the fact that they have the ability to like to not only like they can forget about like their problems but they also help us as an audience forget about like what we're going through like that's the, the beauty of comedy that's a, i guess but i love it all right so comedy bang bang then we have adventure time from 2015 he plays guardian of the mountain excuse me oh my goodness i think i need a sipsies of water for my red robins Mm, mm, mm. Mm. Excuse me. Holy Toledo. How did Holy Toledo become a thing? That's something that is probably on a popsicle stick or a Snapple cap. How did Holy Toledo become a saying? Who knows that? If you know it, tweet me. Chris the Author 8. But Adventure Time, I never really got into it. Let's see. He was in a short called Alone Together. He was an Uber driver. He was in the nighttime show with Stephen Kramer Glickman. Does anyone know who Stephen Kramer Glickman is? That's a quite the name. He plays hologram Steve Jobs. That's funny. Oh, a TV sh- This is a funny show. He's in Those Who Can't. I've never... <laughs> I say it's a funny show, and then I say I've never... I've never really seen this show, but I've heard these these dudes on... Oh, and Rory Scoville... Our old buddy Rory Scoville from Pen Pals. Remember we talked about him? I think that was actually earlier today, wasn't it? In the second episode, in the Mark Wahlberg episode, I think we were talking about Rory Scoville. I don't know. We talk about so many things it's hard to remember. Um, he's the co-host of Pen Pals with Dan Van Kirk. So he's also in Those Who Can't. Um, it's a, let's see, they're teachers who inspire, enlighten, and challenge us. These are not those teachers. (laughs) That sounds like a funny show. Yeah, it's just Adam Caton Holland, Ben Roy, Maria Thayer, Andrew Orvidell. These are some of the dudes who do those who can't. Yeah, they've been on some podcasts, so like I think they're on I don't know which one. I'm not gonna try to think of it right now, but I just remember those dudes being funny. Actually, I think Adam Kane Holland's definitely been on the Sklar Brothers. Adam Kane Holland's definitely been on one of those Sklar Brothers shows. So take that to the bank if you want. After those who can't, we have one second here. 
Oh my gosh. These burritos. Oh, those microwavable burritos. I mean, I think I made them healthy though. I put a ton of coleslaw on them in hot sauce. A bunch of coleslaw and hot sauce on my microwavable burritos. Trying to make them a little more healthy. I think it did the trick. I'm pretty sure. If you're a nutritionist, just don't even tweet me. If you're a nutritionist, just don't even tweet me because I know I'm probably not supposed to be eating microwavable burritos. So, But in case you're wondering, I did not use the microwave, the sitting about 12 feet from me right now in the corner of my room, unplugged, not plugged in. I did not use that microwave. I used the microwave in the kitchen. Um, yeah, some classic, I think they're beef and bean, maybe beef and bean and cheese or something. Pretty good, especially with the coleslaw and hot sauce. Definitely recommend hot sauce on your burritos. That's a little life hack for you. If you never put the hot sauce on the burritos, try it out. I have Cholula right now and Sriracha. But if we're going to be honest, and I think we got to be honest, like we know, Tapatio is maybe my favorite hot sauce. Tapatio is delicious. Um, there's a little hot sauce rant for you. So after those who can't, he's in one episode of The Guest List. Then he's in a TV series called Do You Want to See a Dead Body? He plays Brody. And then his last credit, he's in an episode of American Dad. He plays Priest. I was never really a big fan of American Dad. I think I might have talked about that in maybe that was the first episode of A Star is Born, the Will Ferrell episode, I believe. But that is all. That's all of Brody Stevens. Of Stephen Brody Stevens's IMDb page. That's his whole page. So now we got to do his top three. So number one is obviously going to be The Hangover. Number one. Number two, we'll put Due Date at number two. And then number three. Oh, I'm going to like bend my rules right now. And I'm going to go ahead and put Children's Hospital at number three. We're not going to do a movie. No movie for number three. We're going to make it a TV show. We're going to switch it up. Because that's how big of a fan I am of Children's Hospital. That's how much I want you to add Children's Hospital to your Netflix queue. Go ahead and add that show to your Netflix queue, baby. Please. (laughs) I beg of you. And now I'm going to go... We'll all float on, all right, already. We'll all float on, all right, already. That was just a little more float on for you. (laughs) So that's his top three. We got The Hangover, Due Dates, and Children's Hospital. First bottom three. Let's do oh, some things I've never heard of here. Let's do 
The Hangover 2 will do... Um, the Hangover 2, sorry. This is... It's tough to find a bottom three for Brody Stevens. That's how, that's how good he is. Let's do The Hangover 2, Blind Ambition, and Stupid Face. That sounds like a stupid show. Stupid Face doesn't sound that great. So, The Hangover 2, <laughs> Blind Ambition, and Stupid Face are Brody Stevens's bottom three in his IMDb. Now, now I'm pulling up. Excuse me, this is taking a second. Sorry, thanks for sticking with me. I should probably do some plugs here. As you can tell, we're coming to an end here just about here in Pullman. It's 1228 now here in Pullman it is now February 23rd. It was February 22nd when I started this podcast. Now it's February 23rd, if you can believe it. That's how time works. Holy Toledo. Holy Toledo. But I was going to do some plugs. Follow me on Twitter at ChrisTheAuthor8. Check out my books on Amazon. Uh, the first one's Sponge Cake, a mostly made-up story about a completely insane town. And seconds, What's in the Fridge? <laughs> I said it too fast. It's my own book, and I made it messed up the title. Holy Toledo. If you can't tell, I've been talking for a while, and I need to get together. Come on, Chris. Pull it together. Here we go. Plugs, baby. My second book is What's in the Fridge? My first book is a fiction novel it's based around a middle school bake sale and it's an adventure novel and i think i think you'll enjoy it. it's a bit of a bit of a caper and a bit of an old school caper set in new england and it's just a really fun book it's like the first first thing i ever really wrote i mean i wrote a few columns for the daily evergreen before it and a few blog posts but it's the first big thing I ever really wrote, that's for sure. And it was just, it was a lot of fun to write, that's for sure. And I think it's probably a lot of fun to read for the reader. So I think you should check it out. It's called Sponge Cake, a mostly made-up story about a completely insane town. And as for what's in the fridge, that's more of a nonfiction, pop culture well, I mean, as for the nonfiction part, it's motivational, inspirational, spiritual, all those things wrapped in one, wrapped in one little microwave bowl burrito that you put coleslaw and hot sauce on. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, man, get that book. It's some pop culture in there, too. So if you like the pop culture, you will really dig what i have to offer there and what's in the fridge and you can buy both those books on amazon just go ahead and go to amazon and search chris arneson a-r-n-e-s-o-n a-r-n-e-s-o-n chris arneson so kind of a tough name sometimes i think like should i have like just gone ahead and like made up a pen name or something like i could be like Chris, Chris, t- 
Thomas, you know, like Chris Thompson. I would, I, what would my pen name be? Like, I think Chris Thomas is pretty good or Chris. Oh, what would be a good one? Chris, uh, Dent, Chris Dent. (laughs) That's a good name. It's easy to spell D E N T Chris Dent. I like that. Maybe I will. Is that something that that's honestly something that you want to ask an agent about? Like, what if if I move to Los Angeles? What if I just don't want to spell Arneson all every time I meet someone? I don't want to spell my last name. You know what I'm saying? Like, that almost seems like it'd be a burden. Some like sometimes I feel bad for people with like hard last names to spell because like I'm one of those people. Like. It seems like it might be easy, but people don't know how to spell Arneson. Like, they're like, they're like, what is, what is this name? Is it Anderson? Is it, and then like once Fred Armisen got into the game, that completely threw off everyone. Like, Fred Armisen just messed up everything for the Arneson family. So, we pretty much, we pretty much hate Portlandia in our household. No, just kidding. My parents actually love Portlandia. It's actually, I like it too. It's a very funny show on IFC. What's IFC's slogan? We know um, TBS is very funny. Um, FX is fearless, right? Or FX definitely should be fearless if it's not. But uh, what's IFC? Ooh, IFC is like everybody have fun or something like isn't IFC like everybody's welcome or oh that's like something we got to make up a we'll make up a slogan for for IFC's um network over there in IFC where wherever IFC is based over there but something I, I want to I'd like to revisit right now is what do you think what do you think we should uh name y'all listeners you think um do you like neutrons or dippers or orbs or Milky Ways for uh, a Stars Born? Any of those? Um, maybe Starfish. Ooh, I'm gonna write that down right now. Starfish. That's something to think about because I was just talking about earlier today the value of the starfish pose. So maybe. Ooh, I like that. I think I think I might have to name y'all community members, my listeners, uh, Starfish. I think we just I think we just decided on the podcast what what you're going to be named. That's very exciting. That's a very exciting development right there. So, we talked about my Twitter at Chris the Author 8. Follow me. We talked about my books, Sponge Cake what's in the fridge um go ahead and search chris arneson a-r-n-e-s-o-n we talked about changing my name uh i think i'm i'm gonna write down go ahead and write down chris dent i like that do you like oh or maybe chris cliff chris cliff i like that too that's, that might be kind of confusing because it's two first names. But is Cliff a last name? I don't know. Could Cliff be a last name? I, I kind of like... 
this is fun. Me just brainstorming good writer names. Chris Floyd sounds good, good off the tongue as well. Something about something about Chris Floyd. I definitely like that more than Chris Dent. But I also like Chris Cliff. So I think we should throw up a Twitter poll and set, settle this once and for all. Maybe. Uh, what should my? Well, first off, we should do a Twitter poll. Should I make a writer's name? Should I make a fake, what, a stage name, as you were, like a pen name? Should I have a pen name? Should I have a stage name? I guess my name doesn't even have to be Chris necessarily. Like, I could change altogether. Like, that would really throw me for a loop, though, if I, if I didn't go by Chris, like, people would be, like, yelling, like, Derek. Derek, I didn't go by Derek or something, and they're yelling at me, and I just don't turn around, and they'd have to yell Chris. It would be very confusing, and probably like a big waste of time for everyone, honestly. But I think here I'm gonna do a little audible. You're not even gonna know I was gone. I'm gonna go ahead and take a little break. See, and we're back. Did you notice I was gone? How was your break? Did you work on that birdhouse? Did you work on the blueprint for your birdhouse? Oh my goodness. What a podcast we've had. What a podcast. We talked about Brody Stevens' movies. We honored the life of Brody Stevens. I still can't believe. It still hasn't really sunk in what happened. Very sad. Um, wish I would have been able to see him in person. That would, that would have been very cool. But I think I want to end the episode on a little more positive note. First, I want to finish my plugs. I want to say, go ahead and read my blog, thegoat1.blogspot.com, and check out my website, christtheauthor.com. And I want to end this on a little more fun of a note. Just a little more uplifting, maybe. Let's see. I'm looking right now at A Buried Life. The Buried Life. Their book. Remember, we talked about it. And I'm looking at... Oh my goodness. Duncan... (laughs) Streaked... That was actually an episode. That was a hilarious episode. So I just want to say... That's a good episode that you should watch. Um, Here's one. I want to crash 50 parties in 50 states. And there's a picture of a bunch of people... Who... They make up like a US map. It's just like a US map of faces. Can you imagine... Crashing 50 parties in 50 states. <laughs> like, what What do you define as crashing a party? Like, you have to, like, obviously not be invited. You have to go to the party. You have to, do you have to not get kicked out? Like, what if you get kicked out of the party? Does this still mean you crashed the party? Anyway, I want to swim in jello. Well, that's just ridiculous. I want to own a dog. 
Hey, we talked about that earlier in the podcast. What kind of dog would you get? What kind of dog would you get? Hmm, a poodle? Would you get a poodle? That would be funny. Anyway, I just wanted to look at this book for a second. Before I die, I want to get rich. Hmm, that's that's funny. That's their goal in life is to get rich. Like, what if that was like... Your only goal in life was, like, to make money. Like, it's definitely, like, one of my top priorities. But, like, I don't you think, like, I don't know. Are you one of those people who thinks, like, once you get enough money, then, like, you should just, like, chill and, like, enjoy, like, enjoy your riches? Or are you one of those people who's, like, I just got to keep pushing. Like, it's all about the rat race. It's all about making that next dollar. I mean, honestly, I think I'm the first, like, I think I'm the person, like, once I make enough money, like, I want to spend more time doing stuff I love. Like, I want to spend more time writing and trying to make movies, (laughs) thinking about that kind of stuff, going to the beach and, like, going to concerts and live comedy shows and sporting events, all the other stuff we talked about earlier. Like, is, is life about... Is it about making money or is it about enjoying? Like, that's like an existential question. Like, a really tough thing that, like, I think a lot of people, like, struggle with that throughout their life. Like, I don't know. It's just something to think about. I mean, because, like, what if you only derived happiness from your money? Then, like, you're in quite the pickle. Like, then, like, you really do have to make money. It's, like, just to keep being happy, you have to just keep making money. Like, I think it's money should be like function as more like a security and like it should allow you to have cool experiences like to be able to go like to like just do cool things that you'd like to do like cross items off your bucket list like do things that like like these dudes are doing like the buried life dudes are doing like just I don't know I like I'm I don't think the purpose of money is to have money I think it's to have enough of it and then to use it to to do good, like all, like to give to charity and stuff, do good and make the world a better place, but also to like have cool experiences that will make great memories that you'll remember for the rest of your life, like on your deathbed, like <laughs> even if it's, oh my God, that's another thing I want to talk about. I was going to say, even if it's like the year's like, 2500 because we figured out a way to live like 400 more years that's another thing i want to talk about though was virtual reality what the heck is the deal with virtual reality i think that should be in like a future podcast though i think we should save that for we'll save that for tomorrow hopefully bang bang one of these out tomorrow you know i don't know who we're gonna do yet but We'll see. I mean, I'll have to think about it, but what's the deal with virtual reality? Like, how far is it going to reach, like, in the next, like, five years? Like, how much do you think they're going to be able to get done in the next five years? Like, you think it's going to be absolutely insane? Like, have have you ever done the goggles? Like, they're not bad now. Like, I did a pair of them a few years ago, and it was pretty cheesy, but it was, like, a weird, like, you're in like a haunted house 
which is one of the things I said I would really like to do in, in real life is I'd actually like to go to a haunted house and one of those interactive haunted houses do that like in, right before Halloween oh my gosh that's like that's on my bucket list actually I gotta write that down put that on my bucket list go to a haunted house before Halloween or on Halloween <laughs> That would be awesome. Yeah. We'll all float on. All right. Already we'll all float on. All right. Already we'll all float on. Thank you. Thank you so much. I love you. (laughs) I truly do. From the bottom of my heart, I really do. If you're listening right now, if you're listening right now and listen to this whole podcast, I love you from the bottom of my heart. And thank you so much for being a listener. Thank you so much for telling all your friends and family and coworkers at the water cooler when they're trying to tell you about their memoirs, that they're, they're writing their memoirs, and they're trying to tell you about it. Go ahead and just be like, hey, man. Listen to A Star is Born with Chris Arneson. Check out A Star is Born. Check out that podcast because you're probably going to love it. I'm not saying probably. I'm saying you're going to love it. He talks about movies. He talks about his life. He talks about everything. It's an awesome show. And I love you so much from the bottom of my heart. R.I.P. Brody Stevens. Thank you. Have a great night. Bye-bye.